Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 101, 101 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. We've done it. We've crossed that threshold. One We've achieved one. what we were looking to do. And yes, we bent the rules a little well, bit to did. do it sooner, but we that's totally okay. Did. We're uh-uh. allowed to. It, it, podcaster's prerogative. That's a thing. Yeah. We, we do what we want. <laughs> no. <laughs> we hope we do what you all enjoy. And that really is the main thrust of what we're trying to do here. And yeah. there was just so much good stuff up in Jacksonville. We oh. we didn't want to overload everybody with like one gigantic marathon episode. Yeah. And we also didn't want to do without the video showing off that amazing food from episode 100 there. Can I just tell you that I want to get in the car (laughs) and I want to drive up to Jacksonville and I want to go to the bearded pig or, you know, I I just, can they deliver to our hometown? There's dry ice. There's FedEx. We can do it. This could happen. Oh my God. And you know what? We, we got to go back and we got to try what, we got to show off and try all the desserts. Yeah. Uh, just to let everybody know, <laughs> if you've watched episode 101, there is a couple of references in that video to a bread. I'm sorry, not a bread pudding. A uh, banana, banana pudding. Yes. Pudding. Yeah. And this banana pudding <laughs> was, A, it was amazing. Oh, my but goodness. B, it was so amazing that your intrepid cameraman... Well, completely failed in his one job, which uh, was to take a photo or some video <laughs> of the banana pudding. I didn't either. I didn't think to either. I was just like, yes, give it to me. Well, just so you guys know, that banana pudding is like a cross between a, a traditional pudding oh my God. and a mousse. It's, it's almost like it has... Um, like a creme like glaze type... Type uh, silkiness, but it has a, l- a little bit of a light airiness to it, almost like a like, mousse. Like, yeah. like whipped yeah. cream had been folded into it. It I don't was know. ridiculous. Oh my god! And the um, the cookies. Oh, we didn't get the cookies. Cookies looked amazing. Um, we did. Oh no, I mean like the cookies that are on the top of the banana. Oh well, they actually pudding. do the traditional Southern thing, which mm. is to crumble up Nilla wafers. Oh, it's so good. And crumble them on top it's so good but you are right we didn't get the cookies we didn't get the cookies but we did get an order of those um the poppers jalapeno poppers that (sighs) he was talking about and he wasn't kidding i mean that that was amazing and that was actually one of my favorite photos that we cut away to in the video when yes to show you what those look like indeed um just an absolutely fantastic time we hope you get a chance to go check that episode out that is a video episode you Mm -hmm. can listen to it oh sure because hey he does a great job with descriptions about how they prepare the the food this the 
meat and the sides and all of that. And talking about the history and the mm-hmm. development of the bearded pig and yeah. what's coming in the future. Yeah. He, he just did a, an amazing job, and, and we really appreciate his time oh, yeah. and his food, and we can't wait to go back. Yeah, we can't wait to check out their new location next year. Yes. Or down the block. Maybe both. Or whatever. Wherever. <laughs> well, we will find you again. Yes, we will. Yeah. So that was episode 100. Go check that out. We did that as a video episode. You can listen to just the audio, but we highly recommend uh, go onto our website at runningdrink.net. You can watch the video so good. right in the player. We actually watch the video on the Apple Podcasts app on our Apple TV. Oh, my goodness. On the bedroom television. And that barbecue looks amazing uh. in high definition, big screen. Just so. Oh, saying. it does. Go check it out. But it that's does. not what tonight's episode is all about. This you is the, the final chapter in the three-part saga of Jacksonville. Yes. Yes. This would normally have been the third segment of our show this week. And like we said, we broke it up because we got fantastic stuff when we went to Veterans United Craft Brewery. And little did we know, just <laughs> let me let me get on my, I don't know, soapbox, whatever. Little did we know, we have been staying at the same hotel for all the years we've done the Donna Marathon weekend? The last three years. The last three years. And we didn't know that Veterans United was right behind our hotel, like five minutes away. If that. Five minutes. Five minutes if you catch the light. Yeah. Yeah. It's It was right behind our hotel. Well, we have been back and forth trying to email and get a hold of people and and you know a lot of times we will check out the website but we don't check the address and yeah that's true or and you know if you're visiting a town then you're not really familiar and you just don't know no really if it's not on bay meadows i have no idea where it's at in jacksonville still that's true we just have to use maps yeah so i I, yes i have google assisted memory and Apple-assisted navigation. So I, <laughs> I cannot f- remember anything or find anything without my cell phone anymore. It's, we're, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. But it was so close that whole time. Yep. And I had stalked them on social media just like I stalked the bearded pig. So this whole series of eating and, and drinking recaps from the Donna Marathon weekend, I feel like it's like... I finally, on social media, I my it all paid off. It's a little bit of wish fulfillment, or if they choose to press charges, a little bit of evidence. Sorry, Either way, I'm sorry. You know. yeah. but I didn't really stalk them. It was just social media stalking. Well, th- the fact of the matter is their social media presences are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about this brewery in particular, yeah. I love their website. I love their website. I love... Their, the whole theme of all of their beers, you know, they, of course, Veterans United, that's, I mean, a majority of their employees have served. The owner himself. Yes. A Navy Airman. Uh, lieutenant, I believe, mm-hmm. if memory serves. And they are all themed 
the names of the beers are themed around uh, the military. And it, and the work that they've done in designing their labels, the artwork, the naming conventions, the naming. yeah, just fantastic. And what I actually like, and, and I know people might go look at the website and go, "What are you talking about? I've seen much flashier websites." And I'm going to say, exactly. I just like simplicity. This has a clean look. You know what you're looking at. You don't have crazy pop-ups. Mm -hmm. And you can get the info that you're Simple. looking for on their beers front and center, which I love. Yeah. Just, uh, again, check it out. We're going to be mm -hmm. linking to it in the show notes. Yes, of course. But in addition to you cyber-stalking them, mm. you, you were able to get the owner. Mm-hmm to talk to us. Well, Ron Gamble, thank you for your service. Thank you for your time. And he did give us a lot he of He gave time. us a lot of time. He gave us a behind-the-scenes look at the brewing process, gave us a tour of the brewery, and then proceeded to sit down with us and share a flight and talk about the stories behind the beer. And what a great experience to actually be able to do that, to talk with the brewer. I, yeah. I, I keep thinking, and we've talked about this offline, about doing a, a special series yeah. of, of just sitting down with brewers and distillers and having them tell these stories and make that kind of a separate, maybe a separate podcast or yeah. separate uh, special content. Yeah. But that, uh, when we get the opportunity to do that, it really just it hits home with me i yeah. i enjoy that flight so much and he was such an, an amazingly gracious smart Host, yeah funny guy yeah just great i mean i felt like um, i really need to study more well now you did do some studying we were <laughs> at the hotel before we I got to before we even went to the brewery true at our hotel bar, we happened to walk by, Homework. and and I am I am one who is I think I was a raccoon in a past life because I just really? I get you know distracted by shiny things, mm. and as we're walking through the hotel, I see the tap handles in the hotel bar. You're into tap handles, I am, and yeah. I don't own a single one. Oh, we need to. I need to fix that. Yeah, I think the podcast studio needs some. And I ran over, and I see the tap handle for. One of Veterans United's beers. Yes. And the later that evening, we came down and got one. Yes. So I did do research. Yeah. It was research. It was purely for science. These are the sacrifices. Science. <laughs> These are the sacrifices we make for our listeners. Indeed. I mean, we got at the at the hotel the raging blonde. The Raging Blonde, and this is Rosie the Riveter is the artwork, artwork. for the the beer label, and it just it's yeah. great. It looks painted, and it's, yeah, what so they say good. that this is a malt oriented golden blonde ale that pushes mm -hmm. the boundaries of the style with generous late kettle additions of Cascade and Centennial hops. Mm. The result is a knockout beer featuring a oh. riveting. Get it? 
I see it. Hop flavor. See what they did. Without the associated bitterness. Quench your thirst True. by making this your go-to blonde. Well. This is listed as 23 IBU, mm-hmm. 5.2% ABV. What did you think? It It's an award-winning beer in 2018 and 2016. It, a silver medal and a bronze medal. And I loved it did you now yes yes it's i think it's one of my favorite blonde ales that i've had yeah i, I was being facetious uh, come she, on she, she was like this beer is fantastic i mean that was like the first thing out of her mouth after uh-huh. she tasted the first sip yeah and i ended up tasting hers and liked it so much i got one of my own yeah shut up get your own and this is just at the hotel again doing some some research research so not bitter, no. Yeah, but darker than I would have expected for mm-hmm. something called a blonde ale. Mm-hmm. It's almost a golden color. So it's almost, almost, almost like a Belgian looking, like a cat three color, like a triple that we've had, uh, like, like a Belgian, a Belgian triple, triple. That right. dark yellow, golden yellow, but not bitter. And. Not overly carbonated, just to let the flavors kind of shine. And I think that you, it's deceptive. You do get a little bit of the aroma of the hops, but you, mm-hmm. they're not wrong when they talk about it, you not getting the bitterness from it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it so much so that we, we might have gone to a, a local grocery store and, and picked up some to bring home. Yes, that may have happened. Yeah, because they it totally happened. They they distribute up there, but they haven't gotten as far south as as our neck of the woods. So, yeah, Florida has a um, uh, uh, you have to distribute beer through a middleman. Mm-hmm. So they have, they have to go through a distributor to mm-hmm. sell, and it's very regional. So you, we will yeah. get some of these fantastic local beers and in, in our own state, mm-hmm. and they just sometimes never make it. F- this far south yeah. Florida's a weird state we're over 500 miles long so yeah. it's you can be in the same state but really far away it's true so it's unfortunate that said we did uh, was this one of the beers in your flight no that's See, why I, we're talking I was about so it shocked that you didn't do that well I thought look we had that one we should have a flight of four new ones so that we could talk about five of their beers yeah. no, I, I mean know. come on I I knew the answer to the question. I just it, it really gave us an opportunity to feature. I think almost half of the beers they had on tap. No, I don't think it was half. Almost half because they had uh, over twelve taps, and then they. Well, I asked. I said, "Do you have any guest taps?" And mm-hmm. they did not. No. So no. that was so really neat to see that yeah. they're doing all of these different styles, and they mm-hmm. have. They have several. They have the this blonde ale, the Hop Banshee India Pale Ale, Scout Dog Forty Four Amber Ale, which is has a cool story. Yes, uh, Buzzin' Bee Honey Rye Wheat Ale, another, and and so many medal winners in their I lineup know. as well. I know they do some limited release stuff as well, some seasonal things. And I really, I hope we get when we go back up there a chance to try some of their other stuff. Well, now that we know that it's only like two minutes from the hotel, I know. I, I think that we can manage to get back by. Yeah. 
and it's a, and it was a cool space. So, what we ended up doing, and what we're going to do for this week's episode, is we're going to let you pull up a stool. Yes. Grab one of your favorite beverages, whether it be a beer, some coffee, or something else. Yes. And join us in the conversation with owner and brewer Ron Gamble as he walks us through several of the featured beers at Veterans United Brewing. Now, just to give you guys a heads up, we did record this with oh, a yeah. stereo microphone, mm-hmm. and this gives you kind of the audio space like you're there, it, if you, especially if you're wearing headphones. Yeah. There is a lot of background noise because you can hear what's going on in the background, and at this particular time, there was a musical act setting up because they have local band play. Mm-hmm. And, Very popular. And so you'll hear some of that movement and everything, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, like I said, grab that drink, listen. This guy's fantastic, yeah. and this is a brewery that you are going to want to know about the next time you are down in the Jacksonville area, especially if Donna is on your race list. Yes, absolutely. So with, without further ado, here is our interview. All right, well, we have this wonderful flight here. So you want to walk us through it and sure. tell us about your inspiration? The yep. S- so yeah. uh, the first one we're going to try out today is our Fish Camp Pilsner. It's a traditional German-style pills. Uh, with the water here in uh, in North Florida, it tends to be a little bit harder and uh, and it will uh, and higher in sulfate, so it allow the hops to get accentuated more than say a Bohemian-style Pilsner. And uh, it's it's very simple recipe. Uh, it uses all German malt and German hops, Hallertau middle fruit, and German magnum. So we use uh, the Pilsner and Carapils. But it's, uh, you should get some nice kind of bready notes in there, oh, which ready, is very sure. very clean, but it's not uh, not sweet or anything. It's, uh, so, and it's not uh, too much on the bitter side. I've, I've had some German Pilsners in Germany that were pretty bitter. But uh, yeah. this one, again, we, we tweaked it so it's on the lower end of the bitterness scale. 34 yeah. IBUs. This is giving, like you you think it's going to be bitter, and then it just kind of goes, eh, never mind. It it just gives that hint initially. But the breadiness is really apparent. And we find folks who are more into drinking the the large domestics, uh, this is a nice kind of segue beer for them. But it's also, it's a great beer for hot weather here in Florida. Yeah. Easy drinking. I, I, I drink a lot of this on my Friday nights when I'm hanging around the tap room. Like I said, it's only 4.8%, so. Yeah. Sessionable. Very like sessionable, yes. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, Yay. anything under five is pretty sessionable, I think. <laughs> so. And then the second one we have so th- is yeah, this is our Scout Dog Forty Four. Uh, we call 44. it uh, a German style amber. Uh, also, uh, by style, it's known as an alt beer. So alt is the old style of brewing in Germany, and uh, it originated in the Dusseldorf area of Germany. And uh, I. I, I, I worked for a, uh, a guy that was, did a lot of German beers at my first brew pub, and uh, he brewed an alt of Vienna Lager, and, and again, that's where I just love some of the, the flavors. That it allows the malt to show through. So this is, uh, this, is, this is an ale, but it is fermented at fairly low temperatures and lagered, uh, 
and so it gives it a cleaner flavor than if you had fermented it at say 70 degrees or, or 68. So it's a very clean, you get some uh, nice light chocolate notes in there. The caramel. Yeah, yep. caramel. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, you know it's got the German Mag I love German Magna hop for a bittering because they tend to be very clean bittering hop so a lot of our beers you'll notice uh, we have German magnums in there so. and the name Scout Dog 44 so that's named after the 44th infantry platoon uh, which was a scout dog platoon in Vietnam and uh, I got to meet one of the handlers since starting the brewery John Burnham has become a good friend of mine and he was known because he led initiative to get a national monument dedicated to all military dog handlers and, and dogs, so dog teams, I guess. You'd. And uh, that's out in Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. So he was there for the groundbreaking ceremony. And, uh, and he wrote a book. We, we actually have it here. If you want to buy it, it's, uh, and the proceeds go back to John. So, but, uh, so and it talks about his story uh, and how he actually got to be a handler. So unfortunately, he was an infantry platoon, stepped off a helicopter, and then stepped right into punji sticks, if you know what those are. And so he had to go off to the hospital and waiting to get healed. Uh, he, he was waiting to get back, to go back in the country again. And uh, so they originally signed him into a guard dog platoon, guarding, uh, I don't know, weapons. And, and he said those were, they were extremely vicious and not friendly dogs. He liked handling the dogs, but not necessarily those type of dogs. And then he got assigned to a scout dog platoon. And uh, one of his dogs was Clipper. And uh, unfortunately, the sad story, if you didn't know this, when uh, Vietnam, uh, uh, when we left Vietnam, as you know, we had to leave in a hurry with the U.S. Well, a lot of the dogs were left behind, and the military has since changed. So now the dogs are treated like our soldiers are, are you know, brought back. Yeah. Back then, they left them over there. So a lot of dogs, oh. unfortunately, were killed. So. That's a shame. But it's good to see that that, that mentality has changed. Mm -hmm. over the years. And that honoring them has come out of it has and, and his since, experience and yeah. my wife is yeah. very much like as i said in the social media and she has formed a network of all these dog handlers and they're again there's so many events that happen that you know it's people who handle dogs and we've had uh some dog handlers here where uh, you see some of the pictures so the picture on the left with the guy standing looks like around rocks, that's John Burnham when he was a young, probably 19-year-old. The middle picture is uh, a fellow that used to be based out of Georgia here, who my wife, uh, we've, I've met personally, and he is now, I think, in Colorado. He's an Air Force dog handler. And then uh, uh, I'm not sure who the one on the right is. So... Uh, and then the fellow with the dog up top, he's the only uh, fellow to win, uh, earn, excuse me, uh, and be awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor as a dog handler. So. Oh, wow. And he was in the 44th Infantry Platoon. John and he didn't meet each other, but uh, you know, John left country before he was in there. But, so. And we've yes. had folks who There's are working on a monument to, to him yeah. up in Pennsylvania who came by and picked up like four cases of the spear for the groundbreaking ceremonies of, of nice. Seth and Hartsock. So, yep. That is great. 
so much history and connection with that one. No, let's back up for a second. Sure. Yeah. Fish Camp. Yep. Where'd you come up with that name? Yeah. Okay, so uh, the way that beer originated was many years ago, uh, there's a local chain here in town. That, uh, the company is called Southern Table Hospitality, and they own Julington Creek Fish Camp, Palm Valley Fish Camp, uh, a lot of the, the fish camps. And they wanted us to brew a Pilsner, and at the time, we talked about it, and just for timing reasons, they wanted to build a, another restaurant. We got uh, sidetracked, and uh, so nothing ever happened. But they really liked us, and they were carrying our beers, and then they approached us again. It just happened we had some extra time and capacity, and we said, let's do it. So we, uh, we brewed it, and uh, what better, you know, there are a bunch of fish camps, so we called it the Fish Camp Pills. And Florida, as you know, is big bass country. Ocala down, or excuse me, Palatka is the bass capital of, uh, of Florida. So uh, right along the St. John, so we use uh, the bass and uh, fishermen in a, in a kayak. And so uh, hence the name Fish Camp Pills. Yeah. Okay. And then we have the Flying Squirrel Nut Brown Ale, which you said is a, a favorite of yours? Yes, it is. So is that I, what you're drinking? Uh, that's uh, I, it's the Scout Dog, my, one of my two favorites, Scout Dog and the uh, Flying Squirrel. Okay. Ah. So the Flying Squirrel, so this is uh, patterned after an English-style brown ale. Northern English uh, brown, which uh, Northern English tends to be a little bit drier. There's a Southern uh, Southern English style, which tends to be sweeter. So if you, you're familiar with Bold City Dukes, that's probably more along the lines of a sweeter brown. So this is a drier brown, more crisp, uh, and uh, it's uh, it's just a, a great beer. Uh, uh, we use East King Goldings hops in there, and a tweak over the years was I, I added Columbus. Because uh, one of the brew pubs I worked at, I didn't have access to the hop that I would normally use for bittering, and we had a lot, ton of Columbus. The brewer before me had overbought it, so I, I added it, and this was what won the, the bronze medal at the Great International Beer Fest. I think it was oh. 2008, I think it was, or nine, 2009, I can't remember. Hi. Congratulations. Yeah. Very nice. It's very... It's very light. Mm -hmm. I, I, like I, a lot of times you start getting into the darker beers, yeah. you, you start expecting the, the body, to, to yep. the mouthfeel to be a little heavier. This is like a, a light to medium for me. One beer you should try, you have the Paratrooper Porter, but our Cup of Joe, folks are amazed because that's a lighter stout. I like to term it a Florida stout because it's not <laughs> heavy. You know, Florida days, two-thirds of our days are hot. Yeah. So you, you may love a stout, but you want something that's going to, you know, bring you down a little bit in terms of weight. No so uh, it's it's a it's light to medium-bodied stout. Yeah. And the oats help to balance out, give a little bit more richness to it, uh, considering it's so lighter on the body. And that's the cup of joe. That's a cup of joe, yep. Well. Last but not least in our flight here. The paratrooper porter. Yep. So the... Uh, uh, I love porters. Uh, you, you know, it's one of those styles that um, almost every craft brewery you go to always has a stout. And uh, but then on kind of the, the 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 cousin of the the stout is the porter, and you find less of them. I think it's just a really fantastic style. Not as much roastiness as a say a stout would have, uh, but it has nice chocolate and caramel notes to it. Mm. Oh yeah. Chocolate, yeah, yep. yeah. But again, not not as much of that burnt uh, roastiness flavor that some stouts have. Right, and there's not a lot of bitterness to this. No. Mm -hmm. 
But if you look at the IBUs, which yeah. are 38, I mean, that's still not too high. Yeah. But if you start getting like imperial, like we're talking stouts and imperial stouts, uh, the IBUs will be high, but it's to balance out that sweetness. Right. You know, and that's what we tell folks. Uh, yeah. in, in dark beers, sometimes they use sweeter malts, and you have to have that higher IBU just to balance it out and make it drink drinkable. And so the, the one higher IBU shouldn't scare people off. Correct. Into yeah. thinking that it's going to be really bitter. That's right. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. and the one thing I think you're seeing across the board here consistently is drinkability. Yeah. So, we, you know, I, I want to brew beers and, and, and produce beers that are highly drinkable, that... Uh, you know, we, we've all had the beers where I call them the one and done's, you know, especially oh. IPAs are like that. You have one and they're Very so bitter. And it, it doesn't take a lot of talent to make an IPA bitter. You just throw a ton of hops in. But it's the balance. The whole world is about balance. And hmm. craft beer is about good craft beer. Great craft beer is about balance. Yeah. And another another mantra of mine is, is I, I say, you know, uh, Good craft beer is made in the brew house. Great craft beer is made in the cellar. Because it's that, it's not necessarily the brew day that makes the craft beer. It's it's how you treat it throughout the cellaring and packaging process. You know, because you want to avoid oxygen uptake into the beer. And oxygen, that could happen through faulty gaskets, leaking clamps, and, and how you treat it. And, and that's, I think, to me, in my experience, that's what separates good and great craft beer. And I say, good beer is made in the brew house great beer is made in the cellar it's all about yeast management how you treat your yeast because the yeast remember they're the ones that make the beer we just give them the food the so. attention to detail in the process yeah now how long does it take you to come up with a new recipe Ooh. how long do you work on uh, sometimes it takes it takes weeks to come up with a recipe so uh, if I'm, a, I'm going something new, a new style, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll research the style. And I'm, I'm, I like to tend to brew more of the classic styles, uh, you know, kind of adhering to kind of what it should be. And then I'll tweak it towards the end. But uh, uh, So I may read up on books on, you know, a certain style, whether it be like sours or porter. Like sours, I don't have a lot of experience with. So, you know, when we've done sours in the past, I had to read up on them and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and kind of refresh my memory and, and stuff like that. So... What's exciting you right now? Like, what, what's the what's the style or the, the flavor profile? Like, what's what's what are you chewing on right now in your, in your creative process? Um, what's coming up? Yeah, I mean, uh, so you know, so uh, on the creative pro well, hmm, that's you know, it's kind of a hard question <laughs> um, because. Uh, one, I'm, I'm thinking right now, what do we want to do for our, quote, spring seasonal? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the distributors, it's gone, the whole term of seasonality has almost gone out the window. Now it's about just limited release. Just send us something new, new. That's that new thing I was yeah. talking about earlier. But uh, historically, we've always brewed Belgians in our spring. We've done our Cosmic Cat, which is our Golden Strong Ale, and then we did a did a Saison following it. Because we, we try to reuse some of the yeast so we can get multiple batches out of it. Because then we end up dumping the yeast because we don't use it anymore. But, uh, you know, right now I'm just trying to figure out what, what we should brew next. Um, last year we did a uh, New England-style IPA, but I did it with a French brewery. So we did a collaboration 
with a brewery in Pas-de-Calais, France, to uh, celebrate the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings in Normandy. So it was called D-Day IPA. Uh, we used French malt and American hops, and he brewed it over in his little farmhouse brewery over there. And we launched it, and it was a big success for us. So, uh, and, uh, That's you know, took a little bit of liberties on the recipe some and that you know uh, he didn't want to do sort of a I don't know if he knew what a New England style was but we we you know we knows what we know what sells here that's yeah. the biggest style so we tweaked it so it was, it was really hazy and juicy and uh, uh, we like to joke it we just didn't do American and French we every nationality that was in the the D-Day area at the time we had German hops in there we had French malt we had American hops and we, and we used German uh, English yeast so uh, it was really a multinational initiative so, but we celebrated the Franco-American or the uh, yeah Franco-American relationship of unity and friendship that's fantastic. And yeah. has that, that was, was that sold both here and there? It was, yep. Oh. I mean, our beers were served, and served in America, and he sold his beers in bottles over there. So, and, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was, and that took months. So, that back and forth, going back with, you know, uh, recipe ideas and mm-hmm. balance and how we were to do that. So, can they do something like that this coming? Well, yeah, we're talking with the same brewer again. Whether we yeah. want to do something different, uh, we're you know we're playing with a bunch of ideas yeah. right now. So, but uh, we're definitely de- redoing the D-Day IPA because uh, we'll, we'll do that uh, around May and June. Yeah. that that's the uh, anniversary of the D-Day landing, June sixth. So. Yeah. But before then, we're playing around with some different ideas. So uh, we do a sour here and there, you know, maybe trying to do some unique sours. But uh, sometimes we just want to do something that's, you know, fun. Uh, you can't find a lot of Scotch ales. And so, yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, we, uh, again, we did uh, a, 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 let's see, we, uh, I'm trying to think, we did a, a German uh, a Munich Dunkel last year. Uh, that turned out really well. Yeah. It's kind of a, a blessing and a curse. Some of the beers are, are received so well that people want them again and again. And, you know, but you're trying to do these new, new, new. So yeah. it, it yeah. makes it hard. So. Yeah. We will look forward to what you have coming. And we will definitely keep an eye on it from South Florida. Although I don't think that... Um, I don't think Further south is. Uh, we'll be uh, lucky enough to get it down where we yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Daytona Beach area. It's uh, Flagler and uh, Volusia County is the furthest south. But we are yeah. in discussions to maybe get us down to uh, uh, Citrus County. Oh. So. Well, I think. Oh, we're up here every year. We're up here every year for the Donna Marathon weekend. Okay. And that's why we're here. And we know that the Gate River Run are. Our, our fellow running friends at the in, yep. the in the Run Eat Drink podcast, what we call the Runcation Nation. Okay. <laughs> we, when we talk about this area, we will definitely look forward to coming back again. And I think that anybody who's up here for the races or just a vacation should definitely come and experience your brewery and your beer. Oh, yeah. it's and we always, we have a new beer every week. Uh, this week was our Coco Jack, which is <laughs> our, our like our cup of joe, except before we add the coffee, 
we pull out uh, some of the stout and then we age it on uh, organic cocoa nibs nice. for uh, a month. So we have that on tap now. Ooh. So if you, you can always ask Bill or, or yep. Mike to have a little sample. Oh. And then we just ran out our small batch last week was our chocolate peppermint. Like like puppy peppermint, mm -hmm. and that literally tasted like York peppermint patty. Oh. So if you wanted to get the sensation, you should have come <laughs> in last week. So, and we just ran out yesterday. But I was amazed. That was a that was a, a I I winged it. You yeah. Know, I, I really winged that one, and it turned out well. So that's fantastic. Well, between the the amazing military Americana on yes. the wall, the the heritage of your military service yes. and the service of others that you've infused into the, the beers, the, the naming, the, the marketing, the labels. I think this is just such a, a winner of a space. You're setting up the, you can hear it in the background, the yep. setting up to do some live music. Yeah. Just what an amazing space that you guys have created. And Thanks. Something for people to come and really enjoy. Yes. This, is, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think all the craft breweries, they're all different. And then, you know, and I think, again, what separates us is the, the military memorabilia mm -hmm. and the Americana associated with it. So, yeah. uh, but that's who we are. And again, that's coming down to the true craft brew. It's about who you are and what inspired you and what you want to support. Well, we thank you for taking all this time, for sitting down and having some beer with us. Oh, sure. We yep. would just like to toast to you. Oh, yeah. So I guess we'll have some scout dog here. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. And we're coming at you live, recorded live, yes. from Veterans, Veterans United Craft Brewery here in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. We had such a great time at Veterans United Craft Brewery. If we didn't have to get up so early, I would have loved to have stuck around for the musical act. I know. The place was starting to get packed. What a great vibe. Just um, it, it, The place is tucked away in this office park, and, and we see that a lot. It's with, characteristic with of great breweries. I think every brewery that we've gone to that's been in an office park like that has been pretty awesome. Yeah. And... I just I think it, it, it it's due in part to zoning regulations a I'm lot sure. of times, but and also needing that space. I mean, they're they're doing a lot is huge. Mm -hmm. Doing so a lot in terms of distribution, tapping, canning. yeah, canning. So we hope that you all enjoyed that interview and got a good flavor for what the flavors they are offering there mm. at Veterans United Craft Beer. And the stories behind the beer. Yeah, just a great guy, and we cannot thank Ron enough for giving us his time and yes. uh, helping us bring his brewery to members of the Runcation Nation. Absolutely. So next week. Next week. I'm traveling. You are traveling, sir. I'm a man of the world. You are a man of the world, or at least the United States. Uh, the continental United States. Yeah. I'm traveling for the day job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, it, it is not a travel week for the podcast. No. It's a training week. No. So, we'll be discussing some training. And we yes. did record ahead some other spots that we checked out on our way up to the Jacksonville area. The Jacksonville area. So, we've got uh, some pretty killer food and beverage for you guys. 
in addition to an update on training. Yes. We're going to try doing a remote call-in where I will actually participate yes. and be on the show. Yes. We'll see how this works. It's going to be an experiment. I'm so going to do my very best. Yeah. You're, you're going to be fine. You can handle this. Okay. So I have it. I have it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And bring you some of the great flavors from South Florida in addition to updates on training as we get into March and our preparation for the Run Disney Star Wars virtual half. Yes. That's the kind of the feature of March. I can't um, wait for those medals. Yeah. But are we going to give away any of the food and drink that we're going to be covering, or are we going to keep that a secret till the episode drops? Well, let's just, I mean, stay tuned. Stay tuned. You're going to like it. I You're promise. You're going to love it. It's, this one's going to be awesome. Yeah, so stay tuned. So for now. I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. Have a great week, and thanks for tuning in to episodes 99, 100, and 101. With three awesome episodes, do us a favor. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a quick rating and review. Mm. You wouldn't, you have no idea how much that helps us in terms of getting discovered. And we yes. cannot thank you enough for your support in doing that. Yes, absolutely. For now, I'm signing off. So am I. Till next week. Have a great week, and we will talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.